everyone, I'm Natalie Anderson and I'd like to thank you for joining us on our brand new podcast, The Capsule in Conversation With. For those of you who may have stumbled across us and are wondering what The Capsule is all about, it actually started its life as my personal fashion blog three years ago, but has since become a fully-fledged lifestyle platform focused on fashion, beauty and most importantly, women's well-being. And it's in these areas we'll be focusing the chat during this series. Alongside me, we'll have the Capsule's fashion editor and stylist, Anna Muse, and self-proclaimed disruptor, Girl About founder and travel industry expert, Lindsay Thomas. Plus, we'll be joined by some very special guests from the worlds of entertainment, business, well-being, and fashion. So before you get too bored of me going on, grab a cup of tea, or a Prosecco, if you prefer, make yourself comfy, and spend the next half an hour taking some time out for yourself and joining in with our conversation. And we're back, and the gang's all here. I'm joined by the lovely Anna Muse, super stylist and the Capsule's fashion editor. Hello, Anna. How are you? Hello, lovely. I'm good, thanks. How oh, are you? Listen to a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> that might disappear as the podcast goes on. I'm doing my posh voice. Oh, it's very nice. Now, it, the weather outside is absolutely unbelievably terrible. Yes. How is that working out for you with styling? <laughs> Not so great, but I do have a rainbow umbrella, so that's brightening up my day. Ah, <laughs> nice rainbow umbrella. You've got to take the, you know, the, the little uh, mood boosters while you can. <laughs> <laughs> and the disruptor herself. Words from her own mouth, not mine. Uh, yes. Girl about sassy founder, Lindsay Thomas. Now, you've been super busy paving the way for travelling mums, haven't you? I have, Natalie. I have, yep. Um, so, uh, Disruptor. I know. I just want to clarify. Said it. I want to clarify here. That makes me sound very, very naughty. But you I are. am just I'm just trying to do things differently yeah. and certainly I mean my background is in travel and tourism so I'm trying to do things a little bit differently in travel and tourism and um, really helping mums and families to look at travel in a slightly different way and how to book travel and how to be inspired by travel absolutely because this is the thing as women I mean I don't I mean I don't know about you but I do I love taking my little boy Freddie on adventures it's like one of the most incredible things for me so I think it's amazing oh, what you're absolutely, doing absolutely definitely and I'm all for experiences over things so, you know, it's important for me this. It's uh, I'll be disrupting the travel industry. Amongst other things. Never, not <laughs> at all. Do you know what, though? I'll tell you what's funny about this. is because, actually, the way I met Lindsay was through um, the Capsule's very first um, beauty and wellness event, which we held probably about a couple of months ago now. It was an amazing event. We held it in Leeds and it was all focused on fashion. Well, it wasn't fashion, actually. It was beauty and wellness and well-being and anxiety because actually myself, even though my background is in acting and presenting and, you know, live live stuff, I get really, really bad anxiety. And this was something that you and I had a chat about, mm -hmm. isn't it? Like we, we were kind of introduced to through our anxiety um, and something that we talked about as well at the actual event because Lindsay was one of my guest speakers. How did you find that? What, the event? Yes. The event was incredible. I am a very extroverted introvert and whilst I've come across as incredibly confident, sat on that stage and talking about my anxiety. Well, I had my anxiety, had anxiety, <laughs> basically, you know. It was, it was a great event and it was a really, really great opportunity to just be be really authentically me and talk about something that 
I actually struggle with, as mm, you do, Natalie. Yeah. We've had these conversations. We've both come across yeah. as very, very confident women, but we struggle. We you know? do, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how do you find that, Anna? How Do you ever get anxious? Oh, God, yeah. And I found I get more anxious since I had my kids, actually. Yes. So, and I think I've suffered possibly with mild anxiety in the past and not actually appreciate, appreciated what it was. But then since I've had my two children, who are now seven and four, my anxiety levels have like are off the chart at times with specific things relating mm. to school playground them. Anna, that's what does oh, it God, me, yeah. honestly. that does cause me anxiety honestly, and can, you, can you hear our voices as well as soon as we start talking about anxiety we're yeah. all like on edge i know a little <laughs> bit nervous yeah i yeah. mean obviously that like with the capsule we, we try our best to kind of um give women information or or look at products or remedies that we can pass on so that mm. women can you know come and visit us and say oh my god i'm gonna try that or you know i've recommended so many products on there that's like oh the neum sleep spray is amazing you'll get an amazing night Stuff. Exactly, you'll get an amazing night's sleep. I mean, personally for you, how do you manage it? I um, exercise helps me an awful lot um, because I, I think it's just having that, when you're a mum, a working mum for me, I, I feel like my head is stuffed with a million and one things. And there are times when I'm just like, stop the train, I wanna get off, I can't oh. cope anymore. And the only way for me to kind of get that headspace is to physically remove myself from the house, the kids, work and mm. go to the gym or go for a walk or, or just get yeah get out of there and get my body moving that's you as well isn't it you love getting out on a walk I love getting out on a walk but I also do rely on my antidepressants as well yeah. they have been mm -hmm. major for me yeah and alcohol is a killer for me you know I'm on a still on a two years into my journey with trying to manage my relationship with the booze and you know I'm, I'm getting there slowly but yeah. there are certain triggers but getting out onto Ilkley Moor in a morning yes. and hike, just just what you know, getting up there and just breathing and being mindful of where I am. Really, well, does I love help, that because yeah. I see your Instagram and I'm like, oh, she's up there again, and it makes it. I just just by looking at your picture, I'm like, oh, it makes me feel better. Well, just you wait till next year when I'm, I'm on Everest base. Everest doing base, Everest. Camp. Yeah. I mean, obviously what's for that the selfie. About? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the well, opportunity I'm, for, in. I'm 40 next year. I'm 40 in January and I've been on this bit of a mission for the last 12 months to just, to, I, I want to be the the best version of me. Yeah. At four, that's I'm not talking about looking in the mirror and what I look mm. like. Just, I want to be happy with who I am and not be worrying about what I look like and pleasing other people and, and I think doing something as transformative as that yeah. will either kill me or cure me. Oh, it's it's either, that or, it was either that or a weekend in Ibiza. So. Oh no, <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I'm with you. I think the base camp, like the Everest base camp for me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm all about that rather than the Ibiza I haven't read anything about it yet, I dare <laughs> All I know is I've got to get on a plane and get to Kathmandu. Well, I did that <laughs> once. get picked up. I, um, I took part in this charity walk and, and I didn't really read the regulations properly. Oh I didn't. no. No, I, I, gen I genuinely didn't. I thought I was walking like three miles. Oh, it Natalie. turned out being 30 miles. Natalie! I know, That's through the Brecon Beacons. And I have to say, it was one of the most amazing life-changing experiences. I just, when I completed it, I felt so unbelievably you proud of myself. Yeah. And I think it's completely the right thing for you to do. Yeah. Like you say, rather than going off to Ibiza. Not that there's anything wrong with that for those that no, want to go. You but know? you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone, I think. And Absolutely. like when you do that, that's when 
you break you have those breakthroughs yeah. you your character it's character building stuff like genuinely i did the tough mudder as i'm <gasps> as you did See, that's yeah. scarier than everest because <laughs> i and i cannot tell you how i was shaking before i started that because i've never been like i used to like walk at the back of cross country at school and never played sport never been a particularly like good sporty person in that mm. respect it's just not me and to do tough mudder was mentally quite a challenge more than physically as it turned out just to believe that I could get around that course um and then the achievement I felt when I did it, it you was did amazingly confident so good. was it really muddy it was oh, see, <laughs> I have never been so muddy that is in hilarious. my entire life <laughs> was I, it really um, muddy <laughs> Losing the name, Lindsay. It's in the name. <laughs> when me and my husband went travelling ten years ago, we went we went and did Machu Picchu, and I had my hair highlighted and bought a pink fuller tracksuit for the occasion. That's hilarious. I've done Machu Picchu. Couldn't believe you know. Oh, I feel like, left took out. Straighteners, everything. Honestly, it's beautiful. You took your straighteners. I got, I got cordless straighteners to backpack around the world. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. See, I look, styling tips there. Yeah. Styling yeah. tips. Yeah. Going back to the event though, another person who was at that event is today's very special guest. Now she's. She's an actress, she's a singer, ex-atomic kitten, turned entrepreneur with the launch of her new skin clinic, Natasha Hamilton Skin. Please welcome the gorgeous Natasha Hamilton. Hello. Hello, love. Are you all right? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Huge congratulations on launching Natasha Hamilton Skin. Thank You've you. been training in beauty for over four years now. What made you want this complete career change? Um, it all stems back to having my youngest, my little girl. So... Uh, I had a quite a tough pregnancy. I ended up with prenatal depression and postnatal depression. I didn't even know prenatal existed up until that point. Mm. And I really lost myself, lost my confidence, um, was in a real dark place. Mm. And I, I had a, I had a breakdown, like I, I was actually really quite poorly. And my recovery from that was just showing myself a lot of love, going through mm -hmm. counselling, and I had intensive CBT sessions. What's CBT? So it's Cognitive Behavioural oh, Therapy. Okay. So it's all about learning to not let your thoughts like rule you. Mm -hmm. So I was constantly worrying, constantly in my head, constantly thinking about the past. And it's like, well, that's already happened. So mm -hmm. it's like, live, it's all about, that. yeah. So it's all about living in the now. And I know that sounds really easy. But when you're in that, not, no. yeah, when you're in that dark mm. place, you know, it's, it's quite, you're, you're constantly in your head. Mm. So it's quite a dark, stressful time for me. And part of my recovery from that was, well, what can I do? to move forward and it was like I need like what who is the the next Natasha like what's my next step in life and my sister had been um, re she went back to college doing beauty and she was thriving so I thought right I, I think I might want to do this because I love beauty I'm always getting like my hair my nails yeah. and everything done I've traveled the world with Atomic Kitten I've been to like some of the world's top spas had the most amazing <laughs> oh how amazing yeah had the most amazing treatments so I thought I want to, you know, I want to explore this, but I, my confidence was at an all time low. So I phoned my mum. I was like, mum, will you come to enroll with me? <laughs> I sat in the car while she went in to check it out. I was like, just go and check it out. Aww. I was so nervous because it was like something totally new for me. I left school when I was 16. So to be going back to college post 30 was, you know, it was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so she, she made sure the coast was clear. I went in, I enrolled and do you know what? It was the best thing I ever did. Just knowing every week I had to go there. I put my uniform on. I took like, well, I say I take my, I, took, I used to take my pad and pen all the time. And when we first started doing, doing the course, I'm sat there trying to take everything down oh. that the teacher was telling me. And in the end, she was like, Tash, you know, just get your phone out and take a picture. <laughs> take a picture oh. of the board and, and That's showing our age, yeah. isn't it lovely? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> copy it when you get home. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And do you know what? I was the only person in, I think, the whole college that's file, like our coursework file was handwritten. Everyone else has <laughs> typed. Oh, I but, love oh, that. I like the old yeah, but that's way. old school, isn't it, really? Yeah. Well, Not that, wrong with being old school. No, Nothing like, wrong with it. That kind of helps me like remember more yeah. as well when I write it down. I so. agree with you. Like when I'm learning lines, I have to write everything down. Mm -hmm. I definitely think it helps your memory. It's like if you've written it down, then it's gone in better. So yeah. I think you were right. And that's exactly why you're so good at it and why you're opening and, and have opened a skin clinic, yeah. you see. So yeah, it, it just started as more of a hobby and just to get my confidence back. And quite soon into it, I was like, oh my God, I love this. I need to learn more. Yeah. I did every diploma add-on course. Um, I made friends with one of my teachers. We started um, creating a business together and we we basically were ready to go. We put three offers on in three different um, buildings, mm -hmm. like premises, and they all fell through. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was like, it was a labor of love, and then everything just kind of stopped. Yeah. And life took over, and, you know, the band came kind of back into play. We were doing lots of gigs and touring again, and I, I left the beauty. And then last year, I was like, right, this is something I have to do. After we yeah. toured with Fat Friends as yeah. well. Um, well, you and I discussed this a lot, didn't we, about mm. our businesses at the time. Yeah. We were like, you know, um, kind of inspiring each other. You did laugh. There's me and Natasha sat in hotel rooms, like sharing hotel rooms <laughs> with a glass of wine after a show, having a chit chat going, oh, we'd be really good business women. <laughs> like, <laughs> <a strategy laughs> like yeah. just trying our best and then thinking, you know, and then who, you know, gosh, then 12, 18 months later and the pair of us, I think, I think it's about controlling your own destiny though. Absolutely. I think that's so much part of it. I know it is, it was for me. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what it is for you as but well. That's a huge achievement, ladies. It really is. Mm. I mean, it's from the age of 16, I've been self-employed mm -hmm. and I've had a manager and they kind of run your life. And after Fat Friend, I was like, I really want to run my own life. Yeah. Like, as much as it's been amazing, I need to know that my destiny is in my hands. Mm -hmm. And don't um, you think that having kids as well, so like as I've got older and I used to work in the corporate sector and I was in advertising, worked for GHD and I loved that job, but it was the whole, once I got pregnant and you know, was thinking about what life looked like with a family. I didn't want anybody else to be telling me where I needed to be and when I should be there, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. having your own business and being able to choose when you work and how you work and who you work with, that's such a massive part of it. Absolutely. And as much as I like Fat Friends was absolutely incredible. I loved it. I had like the most amazing role but being on tour for so long and being away from my children for yeah. that amount of time, which was like about eight months eight all in months, all, yeah. really took its toll, not just on me, but on the children. Yeah. And that's when I realized I need to create a little bit more stability. Mm. Like I want to be able to go to work 
and and then pick them up mm-hmm. and, and be there and, and be present. I mean, you're a superwoman because literally, like, you're. I mean, you've got Josh, obviously, who's who's just gone off. Has he gone off to the army now? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Wow. And then you've got Ella, who's so young. So you're dealing with children with different ages as well. Yeah. You know, like different needs, different demands. Mm-hmm. So that how you're being able to to meet those demands is incredible. Yeah. I mean, do you? How do you do that? Um, <laughs> like everyone else, <laughs> yeah. I just juggle. And also, <coughs> it's important to like note that. My children live between two houses. So when I go home, if I'm on tour, mm-hmm. if it's not my week, the children aren't there. Oh. So, you know, it's not like like with you, Natalie, yeah. you, you go home and your boy's yeah. there waiting for you. So it was really difficult. It was a difficult time. So I was like, I'm going to do the beauty. And even since I saw you a few yeah. months ago um, at the capsule event in Leeds, the business models changed again. And this is what I've... I've come to learn that you've got to be able to adapt. You've got to adapt, mm. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because going into it, I wanted something close to home. Um, as I said, I could go to work, then pick the kids up and go home. And the place where I've been working from in Chester is beautiful. But it's not really the location that I wanted. Yeah. So now I'm starting to reevaluate well, what do I want to do moving forward? And I'm going to, in the new year, start doing pop-ups. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so there's a few really... You heard it here yeah. first, guys. Yeah. There'll be Natasha Hamilton mm. pop-ups coming to you. Yeah. I know people in like Dubai and the UK and I've had lots of different conversations mm-hmm. and it's going to make better use of my time. I can go to one place, I have people lined up all day long and then still do my other jobs because beauty isn't the only thing that I do. So yeah, yeah I'm actually really excited about and, it. And in terms of like your your actual, um, you focus seriously on skin as yes. well. And, and why is it? Do you think that's because so many women are so paranoid about their skin? And obviously that's what people see. It's like, you know, you get women who've got eczema or dermatitis or oily skin or adult acne or whatever and it just can completely change a person's confidence is that another reason why you wanted to to specialize in skin yeah I think with anything you're always on a journey so when I went into beauty I just did a general beauty course then I specialized in holistic therapies which was like massage um, Indian head massage hot stones which I absolutely loved but that work is so draining because you take on other people's energy. Mm. And I used to get home and I'd be like, oh, exhausted. exhausted. Yeah. And like, as some, like, especially coming out of like postnatal depression. Yeah. And then doing it this. A lot out of yeah, you. it was taking a lot out of me. And I thought, I have to better protect myself. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was an age thing, you know, just getting into my 30s, <laughs> seeing my skin change, getting the wrinkles. And Skin's always been a big passion of mine because from the age of 16, I got into Atomic Kitten. We had a makeup artist and they she always drummed into us, look after your skin, take your makeup off, cleanse, tone, moisturize. And it, skin you know, looks incredible, by yeah, the way. Cute. It does. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm one of these. It's like I buy all kinds of products and have done over the years. And then you know, a couple of weeks into it, I'm like, okay, that's rubbish, next. Okay, that's rubbish, next. I think we all do that, yeah. don't we? Yeah. I, think, I think probably all of our beauty cupboards have got like stuff that's half used or just mm. 
scrotting and filthy and they're all disgusting aren't they they're all like lipsticks that have half been used and whatnot else so and you're I'm, right yeah and I'm gonna put it out there like once you've opened like a moisturizer after like 12 weeks it's dead so it's just done. bin it there's no point holding on it, to ladies. it Natasha I put my makeup brushes in some hot water the other day for the first time in possibly what could be three <laughs> years you should have seen oh it was like a oh it was, oh, it was <laughs> absolutely revolting I mean the pond in my garden was cleaner <laughs> oh, and there's no filtration in it yeah, oh, yeah. but I'm really wow. focusing as I've got older a bit like you said Natasha I, those little signs of ageing that I'm not, I've always looked after my skin because I had quite bad skin when I was a teenager so I was always conscious of it and very vigilant about looking after it but as I'm getting older and further into my 30s approaching 40 <laughs> and I'm noticing those little signs of aging I I've been doing quite a bit of reading and things and I'm favoring kind of stripping back and simplifying my mm. skincare routine and just having some really good quality products and and then going for like a facial with someone who's very well qualified on a regular basis and investing in that way is that a good approach absolutely okay, like I, like what the tips that I would give you is wash your face morning and night the yeah. amount of people that say to me <laughs> Lindsay's pulling a face <laughs> at me so the amount of people we'll teach yeah. you yeah so it's lucky if it sees a wipe three times a week oh, <laughs> joking oh. no. so face wipes are laden with know, chemicals I, yeah. and people take them yeah not and then, to use the face wipe yeah and people take their makeup off with it but then don't wash mm. off the residue of the chemicals that come from the face wipe. Yeah. Also, they're really bad for the environment. Absolutely. I was just, yeah. my, my little, uh, you know, like yeah. global head on then was like, and they're very bad for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They so are. you want to be washing your face morning and night, mm -hmm. like like with water, like wa put water on your skin, guys. It, <laughs> just doing that alone, you will see a massive difference because like, can you imagine all like the oils and pollution that mm. like builds up on your face throughout the day and your makeup yeah. and then you go to bed and you don't take any of that off you're gonna end up with skin that's like suffocated and unhappy yeah so definitely um, wash morning and evening and you want to be looking for products with active ingredients in so a product can be on a you know in a shop and say this has got vitamin c in it yes okay it's got vitamin c in it but how much vitamin c we need products that are going to actually penetrate into the lower layers of the skin. So this is what I started researching. It's like, why are these products that I'm buying off the shelf not working? Mm. And you wanna be looking into something that's a bit more medical grade. And when I say medical, it doesn't have to be really abrasive. It just has to have those active ingredients in. And that's mm -hmm. when I learned about Environ. Yeah. Yeah, so that Environ was created by a surgeon and scientist called Dr. Des Fernandez. That is the best name ever, by the way. Yeah. I love that <laughs> name. Fernandez. Des Fernandez. Des Fernandez. Yeah, that almost made you a little jig. That's yeah. a great name. It's ace. Yeah, and he's from South Africa and he was um, treating a lot of people with skin cancer. So he was cutting that out mm. and researching into what he could use to help heal the skin quicker. And that's when he started um, experimenting with putting vitamin A, active, active amounts of vitamin mm. A into a topical cream. Yeah. And the results he was starting to see were like incredible. So he's the pioneer of putting vitamin A in, a, in topical creams, which yeah. is amazing. So when I read that, I was like, ooh, science. I love yeah. a bit of science. You love science. She loves yeah, it. I do. I, at school, I was really good at like music, drama, and science. I love <laughs> so that. bizarre. There you are. Yeah, so I just started researching, fell in love with the brand, 
went to um, the International Institute of Anti-Aging in London, um, trained with them. I'm now a fully qualified skin specialist with Environ, which I absolutely love. Mm. Um, I mean, like, so when you think of your journey, especially in the last 12 months, I mean, I know it's been a lot longer than that because you've been training for so many years, but nobody's ever really known that. Mm. And then now being in this position where you're so qualified, how, what has been the reaction from like the public or like your peers or your friends or even? I, I mean, you've completely astounded them, surely. I think people just appreciate the hard work that yeah. I've put into it. And also I've had a lot of women who say they feel inspired. I think when you get to your mid thirties, you really do start re- reevaluating your life. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. You're like, what, what am I doing? Where am I going? <laughs> and I'm just here really to say, you can be anything you want to be. It isn't just about when you leave school, oh, I'm going to be this when I grow up, right? I still haven't grown up. And I'm, I want to be so many other things, but it's never too late like if you've got a passion about something just go and do it yeah I do I honestly I've said this to you before I just find you so incredibly inspiring of going you know of of having (laughs) having the bravery to turn around and say you know what actually I'm going to go down this direction and completely commit yourself to it wholeheartedly regardless of anybody else's opinion and just really go for it and and you've you've done it and it's successful it's amazing to see it's just such an amazing thing to see and you said something at the event which I found again amazing was just when you'd said to Ella well Ella said to you oh I want to be this mummy and you said and then what and what else and what else and what else and And the fact that we can be more than one thing yes rather than just going yes I'm an actor I'm a um, a stylist I'm I'm one thing I'm a mum I'm a, no we're actually we're all we're all different things hugely we're all you know business women in our own right and you know successful I'd like to think to an extent yeah somewhere. yes Maybe, you know I mean, you know there are always hurdles but we have taken the plunge haven't we to you know choose to follow our own path and go in a direction that we want to go in based on our own values. Absolutely. Completely. And I and I feel like success should be measured on how it makes you feel. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Like the obviously it's really good to make money from your <laughs> from your yeah. ventures. It does but, help. But I just feel like I feel rich and successful because I'm actually doing things that I want to do and love doing, regardless of like, my my mind always used to say to me, oh, you can't do that. People, what, what will people think? Or they're going to think you're a has-been and things like that. And it really, that, that mentality held me back for so long. And in the end, I just had to have a word with myself. And it was like, <laughs> like <laughs> okay. In it. Yeah, it was just like, right, just go and do what you want to do and inspire people. And, and you have. Yeah. Like, when I listened to you at the, um, at the capsule event in Leeds, it's funny, I've been going through a thing recently. I've had my business since 2012 when I had my first baby and um, I want to evolve it now and I've always loved writing. And one of the things I would love to do is go into fashion journalism a little bit more. So I've been researching all of these courses and there's one that Condé Nast do down in London at Vogue House. Mm. Will you say that? It does sound amazing, but I am 37 years old and I know that all of the other people on that course are probably going to be early 20s and it petrifies me but listening to you at the event and I'd be really interested to know how you because it's quite a thing isn't it to change career it's Mm -hmm. quite another thing to have a very public profile and change career how did the other people on your course react and how how did you find that because I'm so daunted just by going you know as nobody knows who I am or what I do they'll obviously know I'm a lot older than them but how did you cope with that 
Um, it was just something that I had to put myself out there and do. Mm. And when I got there, there was a there was a woman older than me there. Yeah. I think more and more women, especially, are going for career changes. <laughs> and you'll probably be surprised. I, I doubt mm. that you might you will be the oldest in the room. <laughs> but actually, people look up to that. Yeah, like, they really yeah. do. You have to use that to your own advantage, mm. haven't you, really? And mm. I just don't want them to think, God, look at that old. <laughs> do you know what? They <laughs> won't oh, they, they will be so interested in learning that they will become your friends. Like, they, I, I can't see you being judged. No. And that I, I was not judged. No. Some people didn't have a clue who I was. Obviously, some did, and then word got round. But then I'm just a normal person. Yeah. Like, I'm not being treated differently from anyone else. I'm putting in the hard work. I wasn't sat there trying to just cruise on through some no. course. And this was, you know, this was a private course. Like, I, I paid a lot of money for yeah. it, so... I'm, I'm here. We've all done the same thing. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. Like we're mm. all equals. Yeah. So I think a... what you touched on earlier as well about, you know, sort of life's richness as well and it not mm. being focusing on money all the time and really instilling that into your kids as well, making yeah. them realise that, you know, being rich doesn't necessarily mean you have a, you know, a full bank account. You can be rich in so many other ways and that is so important, yeah. certainly for me and my kids. Absolutely. And that's, and that's why, like, life life is just that learning curve, isn't it? It's yeah. like figuring out what it is that you're passionate about and what you enjoy and then it's like, how can I make money from this? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, you know, we, the we, end goal, of course. We appreciate that we do have families, you know, and we do, um, if if we can be successful at, at things that we enjoy, that we love, and you can make uh, a, a successful living, I suppose. It's not necessarily about making money, is it? It's having the ability and, and the, the flexibility to be able to keep doing what you love doing. And therefore, if it can pay you, mm. then you just keep doing it. And hopefully, I think with all of us, we're trying to, you know, spread a bit of positive Positivity and make people feel better about themselves and yeah. so if we can earn a bit to then give a bit back then it hopefully all balances out I think, yeah. I and, think. and with most businesses anyway like when you start up you, you're looking at three years aren't you to, yeah, to, to make a profit yeah. to get your money back yeah, so just just keep that in mind, guys. <laughs> don't yeah, think you're these, just going to set up and be rich. These rich things are not It is not the easy option, but it's, it's definitely a very fulfilling option. Absolutely, isn't it? I, yeah. I think as well that the best thing, like what you said, Anna, is that um, when you have a family, and you know we're all approaching our forties now, and we've we've kind of delved into new things. You know, we yeah. did different things in our twenties, and now in our thirties, and you know coming up to our forties, we're doing new things again. But it's making it work for our families. Mm. And, and being able to be in control of our destiny and work the hours that we want to work, that actually we can be there for our kids. You know, yeah. I, I've got my sons, um, my sons in a, his school's Got Talent. He's very excited oh, about this. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm lucky that I've been able to say no to meetings. And I've said, actually, my son's got his Got Talent and he's been working really hard all year. And that's paramount to me to be there. Yeah. And I don't have anybody breathing uh, like down my neck to, to say, well, what, what do you mean? I'm like no 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 mm. I'll I'll decide myself. I think that's quite freeing yeah. and it it you do have to be a bit brave to do it but it's like what you were saying it's never too late to change direction no. and to really grab the bull by the horns and go actually I'm going to be yeah. in control of my own a destiny dream. a dream and a supportive husband yeah. or a partner <laughs> and a good work ethic yeah it's yeah. hard you need work to, yeah. it, it is hard work <laughs> and yeah. also yeah. being able to adapt like if things aren't going the way you initially thought it was going to go yeah like take a step back reevaluate what's happening you know just just be adaptable yeah 
It's that's really important in business, I think. Oh, it's one of the biggest things I've learned, I think. I'm quite a planner, so I'm like, this is what I'm going to do, <laughs> and this is how I'm going to do it, and da, da, da. And it's like, oh, that's not worked. And I've definitely, it's, it, it, you discover things about yourself, don't you, that mm. you wouldn't have if you mm. didn't push yourself again yeah. out of that comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had to invest in, uh, you know, a couple of business coaches along the way as well, just because you're not the best at what you do. There is somebody out there that can help you, mm -hmm. you know, progress and evolve even further. And I yeah. think that's important as well, like accepting that you will need some help along the way. Yes, yeah. as I've well. Got, yeah. And investing maybe your money into yourself and oh. if, if you're skilling yourself, then, you know, maybe something less important absolutely and this is what i've learned since since like the, in the past six months if my cup isn't full at the beginning of the day how can i be of mm. any use to anyone else mm -hmm. like i really have to put me first and that was an alien thought mm. like six months ago it yeah. was always everyone and then me at the bottom of the pile and so true. it's like where did where was that getting me that was just i was running on empty yeah and now it's like I meditate, I visualize, I've got a life coach. Like I really invest in in myself as a woman and, and my, my personal growth. And things just seem to be a lot easier now because my cup is like overflowing. And even my kids are like... Oh, mum's a bit happy. <laughs> mum's happier than she used to be. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that in itself is, you know, I, I think back and I think, gosh, you know, five years ago, I was just getting very drunk, you know, every weekend. <laughs> I would need to say something else then, but, but you know, you know, yeah. mum, Korea woman, Thursday night, bottle and a half of wine, Friday night, you know, totally, you know, nowhere near as present as I should be or could be, mm -hmm. hungover, trying to deal with kids and everything else and, you know, it's it's just yeah. not good, is it? Really? I I, I also I think as well we've had it drilled into us that you're selfish if you put yourself first, yeah. and that's yeah. something yeah, I really I really am trying my best to challenge of saying it's not selfish to self care because you have to do that. You, ha you Like you said, how can you possibly take care of everybody else if you are literally running on empty? Mm. And a lot with my friends, you know, I'm always like, take time for yourself, say no to things, you know, don't stress yourself. One of my very, very best friends, she's got so many commitments with family. You know, she's from a very, very big family. Um, she's got a few children herself and she's constantly running between people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to give yourself a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. You need to stop. She's like, I know, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, no, you need to stop and take a minute because you're running on empty. Mm, it's yeah. so important that we learn and that we teach our children as well, and particularly our daughters, I think, that it's not selfish to put yourself first. You have to be able to do it. Well, I think, you know, times are changing. My daughter's five and they do yoga in school now. And yeah. so sometimes like she, she'll get in bed with me every night and, I, and I'll say, right, well, let's put a meditation on. And we both lie there and we do our deep breathing at the end when we say like namaste and things like that. Aww, she so she absolutely so loves it. But this is something that is normal to her. Yeah. So like I'd say 10 years ago to me, like yoga was all a bit, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a bit like, oh, it's a bit hippy dippy. Hippy dippy. But you know, and, uh, how times change. It's like, I absolutely love all that. Like it's definitely so important to quiet your mind and just yeah. center yourself, ground yourself. Do you think that's because we're in such a, a 24 seven technological world that we're getting bombarded by, you know, all yes. areas? Do you think totally. that's what it is? My, my life coach said like the most amazing thing to me the other day, and it's so true. 
She said, as soon as you wake up, do you pick your phone up and start flicking through it? And I went, yes. Don't we all? Right, okay. <laughs> all so she said, right, imagine opening the door to your bedroom and letting in every one of those people, letting them stand at the end of your bed and, and just <laughs> shout at you what they've ate, where they've been, how they feel, blah, blah, blah. She said, that is exactly what you're doing. When oh, you wake true. up in the morning, you are literally yeah, letting true. all these people into your energy before you've even had time to sort yourself out. Mm. And I was like, right, mm. that is it. I'm locking the door. I, like, and I'm not a even on. looking at my phone until I've either had my breakfast or I've dropped the kids. Yeah, it's a good I idea. Was like, it's so true. Yeah. Like, when you look it? at it like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do at night is scroll. Yeah. yeah. But don't you think with social media as well, I'm people are always so busy, 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 busy. So if I'm having a day where I'm like in my pajamas watching back-to-back films with the kids, <laughs> like, and I'm flicking through Instagram and there's people like doing work and doing this and doing that. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, do you, get, God, the do you get the FOMO? Yeah. Yeah, but also you feel the guilt of, yeah. of going, I'm so not guilty. performing enough. I'm not doing enough. Yeah, but that's what I'm I mean. not competitive enough. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not pushing myself hard enough. I'm not working hard enough. I need to go out there and hustle like everybody else is doing, but I'm in hustle. my pajamas. You do hustle, you do hustle. You just hustle on your time, you know. It doesn't yeah. have to be everybody else's time. No, there, is a, there, is a, there is a change. Something's happening now, I think, isn't there, in the world of social media where people are, are realising it's time to be a little bit more authentic as well and not necessarily just be sticking pictures on Instagram of what people perceive to be yeah. perfection, which, yeah. you know, because yeah. you've no idea what's going on behind the scenes, have you? No, like, you've got to not. be mindful of that when you are scrolling. Mm. It's hard sometimes, though, mm. isn't it, to remember that, I think. Well, when I get, I, I love being a little bit, you know, on my stories, certainly a little bit more real. You are. You know? no, yeah. you're, this is me you're with good. no makeup. This is me having a breakdown. This is me camping <laughs> in the world's <laughs> worst storm ever. That was hilarious. Yeah. I nearly you. blew away that weekend, didn't you? <laughs> I think the best one, (laughs) the best one was when you were sat in that hotel room and you were like, it's been awful. And this is where we've ended up in this lovely hotel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was so A lovely hotel with a lovely prize, yeah. But um, (laughs) no, you're right. And in terms, I think going forward, especially with the capsule and kind of how I want, you know, I want to move it forward. I will say, you know, things like, we're taking a break. We're taking a two-week holiday. So for example, on, on Instagram, you know, when we go on holiday, we'll shut the account off for maybe Mm. a week or two. So like, and just say, you know, don't expect any content from us for the next two weeks. Mm. Because I think if we start doing it and we start, you know, making an example of it, then other people will catch on and and hopefully go, you know, actually, yeah, I'm going to do that as well. And give us, give us a break, give the business a break and give other people a break so that when we come back and we're refreshed, it's like, you've got your mojo back Mm -hmm. and people will be excited to see you rather than, Oh, I'm still trying to, you know, post while I'm on holiday and I'm on yeah. a beach and I'm doing this and, yeah. but, and you're not actually resting. You need that rest. It's so important. And and I, don't, I don't know about you, but my little girl as well now, she's five and she's got a plastic mobile phone and that is, you know, when I see her, I, uh, I, yeah, what be a minute? You know, she's got it stuck to her ear and I'm like, that's my doing, you know, and my husband, who is very, very anti-social media, is just like, look what you've created. Look what you're doing. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, but we, we all laugh, do it. but it's like, oh my God. No, we all God, do do it. You know, you know we're guilty oh. of it for 
I do it. I do it every year now. When we go on our two, like a two week holiday abroad, I just deactivate all my social media accounts. I did it the last two years, and at first I was like, "Oh my god, what's everyone doing?" And I don't know because um, it's that whole disconnecting from the outside world. We're so used to being connected all the time, aren't we? Mm. But what I found was I actually forgot about my phone after the first couple of days, and it was so liberating. Barely took any pictures, but that was because I was just there enjoying being with my family. Yeah. And actually, that's so much more important than getting you know a picture for Instagram, which is I have to say most days I'm thinking, right, what content am I creating today having that little break was so nice and like you say you come back and you're fresh and people are like oh it's nice to see you again and you you know it's not it, it used to always be the norm you'd go on holiday from work like when I had an office job and I wouldn't check my email for work for two weeks and I wouldn't speak to anyone for two weeks from from you know my office and then I'd come back and it'd be like right great where are we picking up from and I think it's just getting that mentality yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. It's being yeah. able to try and, and, and get, get some form of that back for sure. It's so important. Mm. I just wanted to say as well, this is something I wanted to touch on. Um, you've obviously been really brave and really honest about how you suffered with pre and postnatal depression um, and your mental health. And you've been very open. Do you think that as a society we're getting better at being open? Do you think there's less stigma attached to it now? Do you think it's easier to talk about? Yes, 100%. So the first time I ever experienced postnatal depression, I was 20. So that was 17 years ago. 17 years ago, there was never a young woman in the press saying, I've had postnatal depression. Mm. It was always like an older mum who, you know, was kind of, it was like a certain demographic of a woman who was older and that's true actually yeah right. when you look when you think about mm-hmm. it it was always the older older mums then yeah. back then that yeah. suffered yeah so when I was going through it I suffered in silence for nine months I was at the peak of my career with Atomic Kitten in my head I was like oh my god if I tell people I'm not happy they're mm. going to think I'm really ungrateful mm. because I've got this from the outside amazing life and I did have an amazing life and I had a beautiful boy but I was desperately unhappy, desperately sad and and just broken. So when I did when it did come to a head nine months in like when Josh was nine months old and I took my mum dragged me to the doctors and the doctor said, you've got postnatal depression. Mm. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like I'm not going I thought yeah. I was like going crazy. Yeah. And then I felt like it was my duty at the time to talk about it <laughs> because people were writing a lot of stories about why I wasn't turning up for work and um, kind of disclosing information that I used to think I can't trust anyone who's telling these like who's telling my like my information well turns out I was being hacked (laughs) yes I was one of those oh god so like having that pressure was but it was like I like I I actually want to you want to tell tell my story because I have to, mm. to take away the stigma of, of, of what was happening. Mm. And when I did, the amount of letters that were getting se- sent in to like our management was unreal. Even like a husband saying, oh. I didn't know what was wrong with my wife yeah. until I read your story and now I understand. Yeah, Thank you. Or we didn't know what it, she was going through. We've now... St- sought medical help and I was like wow that's like that's amazing. the power that's of amazing. being honest yes 
it's it's just I mean I I, I was having a conversation with my mum on exactly this postnatal depression a few weeks ago and she's you know she's always like just come on you know there's all these people that are bleating on about you know postnatal depression back in our day back in our day my yeah. dad had to slap me and said come on pull yourself together and then actually at the end of the conversation she actually turned around and she went you know what Lindsay I think I might have had a bit of postnatal depression mm. but they you know they were just so the expectation was back then in the 60s or the 70s just get on with it get on with it but the amount of people moan. who were probably on Prozac oh. but you know suffering in silence and not going and talking mm. about it and you, I'd hate to get to the end of my life and have all these feelings like trapped inside oh. me like how you can't live a fulfilled life when you suppress all those feelings like it, right. it that's really tough so you have to get it out mm. because at some point it is going to come and bite you on the bum and you're going to you're going to break down that's but it was just sad it was sad for me to you know i think she was for a, that's how she felt because that's how she'd been conditioned to feel and yeah. for her just to sort of say that after all these years was was we're so awful. lucky now though like, like that i do think the times are changing and i do think you know we are being a lot more open i mean even like forums like this you know the fact that we're chatting and having a good old chit chat together and you know the people listening to this it's nice because it normalizes it and yeah. it makes it you know it's accessible and mm -hmm. you know like you can pick up the phone to your friend or whatever and we we can have those open chats that we didn't used to have I suppose like you know 20 years ago even which yeah. is a great thing I think we need to get to the point where actually postnatal depression is is it, it, it's what happens when you have a child all of these changes you know if, if you don't have postnatal depression is when you're actually lucky yeah you know, I think yeah. there's so many more people that suffer from it than you know than care to admit or even realize or even realize yeah They're just like yeah. oh I'm tired just and it's over, I'm overwhelmed totally. and don't realize just, that's what it is actually absolutely yeah, yeah. and then with with Meghan Markle and you know that the bit of yeah. um, video the other week and the interview with her that was just awful wasn't she it? looks you know, so sad think that yeah. people just think because you're you've got you know this this wonderful life you know and all this money that you're just instantly happy well yeah. it doesn't discriminate and we all know that yeah and depression does think, not discriminate I think that's another topic that we definitely need to come back to yeah. and discuss for sure um, because sadly we've run out of time for today which is a shame oh. as I'm sure we'd have shared a bottle and stayed here all day <laughs> absolutely uh, so thank you so much to the wonderful Natasha Hamilton for being our super special guest thank you for having me our fashion fave Anna Muse thank you our gorgeous girl about Lindsay Thomas. Thank you. And most importantly, you lovely lot for listening. Now, we've had a great time. We hope you have too. We'll be back very soon with more The Capsule in Conversation with. Goodbye for now. <laughs>